Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsack. And we are here for a very special episode. We are going to talk about the first live action Star Wars television show. It is episode one of The Mandalorian Report. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I've got to get some news cubes for that. Breaking uh, <laughs> news. The Mandalorian. 
is here. That's a great win with that name, sir. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited to be able to dig into this. Uh, there's obviously the staggered release of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's here in uh, the United States. It is not in places like most of Europe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's nice for us to be able to do these separate episodes where we can dive in and then have the main show. We'll keep kind of building up to Rise of Skywalker. Right. In these episodes, we can just dig right into each individual episode of Mandalorian. What I love is uh, it's it's like United States and Netherlands. Yeah. And I think our listener, our friend Mark Canope, Canope we have fun saying his name <laughs> wrong on purpose. Eventually, he'll hate us for that. Um, Mark uh, is had a sneak preview of it, so he gets to experience it here. Uh, I, even before we did, not Mandalorian, but the, the app itself. Um, what I loved is at one point last night during the chaos, my friend Billy Patterson, yeah. Force Center guest, Screen Junkies producer, texts me. We're like, where is it up? Is it up here? Is it up there? And he goes, if you set your Xbox to the Netherlands region, <laughs> you'll get it. And I was like, I have neither the Xbox nor the time to set my PS4 to the Netherlands. So, Lock uh, your S-foils into a tight position. <laughs> yeah. Set your Xbox to Netherlands. It was fun, though, to, <laughs> to see it pop up. I, I saw... Uh, listener Will McLean, who uh, is, a, is a Schmodan fan, lives in Houston. Nice. I've met him, and and I believe listens to Force Center and a lot of things. He was in my Discord server, and he just typed the words, "It's on Roku." Nice. And I went, Grace, God love you. I love you more than I ever had before. You have a Roku. Let's fire it up, and that worked. Yeah, Sarah was actually already in bed. My wife, Sarah. Because uh, I had thought it's not happening. not happening, and then you texted like, "No, it, I, I got it," <laughs> and I was like, "Sarah, <laughs> wake up, get out here! It's time to watch Star Wars and grizzled weirdos." <laughs> Nick Nolte is an Ugnot. Get in the living room now. I have, I've, I. She's already just one of the best partners in the history of the world. <laughs> I know how the way she supports you on all your Star Wars endeavors and loves Star Wars herself. Yeah. Man, that that's a that's a great win if she's like, all right, I'll get back up out of it. <laughs> she had to pause in her reading of the Rogue One novelization that she's reading right now. Awesome. Yeah, yeah see, there it, you go. Anyway, uh, this could be the partner report, but this is going to be the Mandalorian <laughs> report. My my partner, Sarah, my wife, enjoyed it very much. Uh, so we'll, we'll probably end up talking about Mandalorian a couple places in particular. You're, you're leading Collider Jedi yeah. Council. Uh, I've been kindly asked to pop in on a couple Mandalorian conversations who yeah. the future is always in motion who knows uh how many uh but this is going to be our, our force center look yeah uh, kind of tried to break it down into some of the deep dives that uh, you and i like to do and jennifer likes to do mm-hmm. uh when she can be here and also just some of the fun moments yeah. some of the action figure moments some of the grizzled weirdo moments and really want to celebrate like the depth of what is this about yeah. the surface of the cool fights and mm-hmm. then just the weird, fun, playful spirit of Star Wars. It was chock full of, of all of it, uh, and and I, I can't. A, a few times during it, during it, I just was like, "This is this is happening. Yeah, this is on right? my TV." And it's not just the two year so wait for Mandalorian, but 2005 of they're going to do a live action series, and just. You know, growing up and thinking, how do I get more Star Wars into my life? Right. I mean, you go back to the that day, and I, I promise you, this whole episode will not be uh, people of the uh, who, who came of age in the eighties. And remember, but it is a context for this episode because mm-hmm. that's where the creators uh, yeah. are coming from. That's who they are generationally yeah. as well. But you know, there, there were those today. It's they're like ah. So much content I want to see, even if I just want to watch science fiction and fantasy and superheroes, so much content. And back then, like, 
Hmm. I hope there's a, a public service announcement with C-3PO. Because yeah. that's the only way I'm going to see Star Wars <laughs> on the screen. It's like, I hope they're replaying that uh, Muppet show when they, <laughs> he and Mark Hamill and Nazi Dietrich showed up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So to get from the dream of that impossibility to yeah. a Mandalorian on screen. What uh, what was your ritual? Did you, did you have it? Did you do anything to sort of... Mark the occasion of like after all these decades, you're sitting down to watch yeah. a Star Wars TV show. It's a great question because I'll tell you what I I've always been excited for the Mandalorian. I, I am I don't want anyone to think otherwise. But I had a feeling in my head of like I wasn't going to be as excited. Uh, Rise of Skywalker is still in my big focus, but hey, I'm looking forward to Kenobi, Cassian Andor, and yeah, I'm looking forward to Mandalorian. It'll be on. And then I was like, you, I, I was working on a, 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 my baseball column last night. And I was like. We're probably done. Like, it's not happening it's not tonight. Happening tonight. Um, yeah. I, and I started to fire up uh, another um, picture, motion picture on the TV screen <laughs> while I was writing. And then that's when I started seeing the stuff about the Roku. And then I got super excited. And uh, Grace, my girlfriend, uh, I was like, it's on. It's happening. Get ready. And, and we, we turned off the lights. We poured a drink each. Um, I, I had a, a set of um, Death Star ice cubes recently <laughs> sent to me, uh, first friend Nate, part of a gift package, and uh, cracked them open for the first time. Nice. And it did mean something. And it was exciting. And, and, and she'll tell you, uh, I was leaning forward Yeah. Uh, for the first five minutes, just like, okay, much like Force Awakens, like, okay, okay, this is, is happening. Is it going to be okay? Is, is it going to be okay? okay? Yeah. And, and lean back after the cold open, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, I realized that I needed to get myself in uh, the spirit because I love talking about it. But, you know, mm. th- th- this week alone, I've reread Parts of Resistance Reborn to get it uh, back in my head for the review uh, yeah. th- that's coming. I read all the Poe Dameron comics. My wife's been reading Rebel Rising, so I've been talking that about it. And just like, mm. it's it's a lot. Yeah. So I just wanted to get back to that focus of just childlike joy. So I had picked up the Black Series Mandalorian because there isn't the three and three quarter yet. So I had to go that. And I realized, you know what? I I don't often do this, but I'm going to open up that action figure. (laughs) So, yeah, after you left my apartment Mm -hmm. yesterday from recording the main show, I opened up my Mandalorian. (laughs) I noticed the picture. I was like, he took that out after. I did. I I poured some whiskey and Mm -hmm. I did a photo shoot with my Mandalorian action figure because I knew just with you know the sunset yeah because uh, i just knew playing with the action figure would get me excited and sure enough it yeah. did come around to the disney plus is there it works on my playstation 4 uh and, and i really wanted to make a a, a thing of it to yeah. mark the moment you know so i got uh some some more whiskey and got my <laughs> action figure got had the you know, like the symbol of childhood and the symbol of uh, adulthood uh Sarah said, I, I want to take a picture of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she did. So it was really in a good place to be like, yeah, I get to talk about this. I get to celebrate this. Yeah. But I also just get to experience this as a fan. Yeah. You know, no matter what it was, you know, no matter what was coming down the pike, it was like, this is this is some uh, a long time coming. Yeah. Yeah. And then I figured uh, and then I stayed up late just playing with Disney Plus, seeing what else was there, adding things yeah. to my wish list, all that. Uh, and then it, trying to figure out which Simpsons episode did X happen in, flipping through all those, and figuring I'll watch The Mandalorian again in the morning. And then when I got up, there were all the problems. And I got, okay, yeah, yeah, I got a couple. I got one mm-hmm. failure screen that a lot of people got that had like I think Mickey with in space with Pluto on a <laughs> leash. Like here, don't I, rub it in. I know, you, I know you can't watch the Mandalorian, but here's Mickey, <laughs> here's Mickey. Uh, holding another sentient being on a leash yeah. in space. Okay, uh, all right. And then there was one that really I, I I'm gonna paraphrase, but I tweeted it. It was like. Uh, 
the content you were requesting is not available to you. And it just, it just felt like this emotionally distant, like I'm, I'm not open <laughs> to what you're trying to have access now. Yeah. Uh, but it did eventually play for me. So I did get to watch it twice. So. I did watch it a second time in the morning with no issues on my Apple, uh, on my phone, on the, on the Disney plus on, on there, which, okay. So I saw, cause Mark Riley, as I was watching was texting me going, I, I guess I'm just not going to watch it today. I can't even see it. And I was like, I didn't want to tell him I'm watching it for the second time with no problems. <laughs> but I, yeah, so that was, again, we're talking about that because that is definitely part of this experience in this first episode. Uh, and, and Disney plus holding up at all yeah. is a pretty good feat. On yeah. The first day. And, and I saw Disney's response that was basically like, well, look, we expected a lot, but yeah. this was even more than we expected. Sorry. We're so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> As problems go, it is uh, not yeah. like, Oh, whoops. We forgot to get the rights to blah, blah, blah. It was, yeah. you know, it, it, clearly a lot of people getting up real early in the morning in different parts. Mm-hmm of uh of the u.s and the netherlands yes uh and in other places as well anyway with all that said getting that picture we hope everybody listening had a good uh, a ritual if you like mm. that kind of thing and had a, a good first second third fifth viewing experience however mm. far up you are but now let's just dig in to the actual show the first episode of the mandalorian so ken walk me through your overall reaction Overall reactions is this episode was really, really good. I, I, I don't like to give ratings as much anymore. I'm not a critic. I'm not a, we're, we're expert appreciators, right? Um, but I'll say 8 out of 10 for a range. Yeah. What I, and that's for the episode. But what I loved is a pilot is supposed to tantalize you. It's supposed to set everything up, right? And and from the great pilots of our day, Cheers comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Or it just episode one of Game of Thrones where I didn't know that world. I, I wasn't uh, reading the books when that show launched. And I just immediately was like, got that sense and wanted more. And it's just a great um, first episode that they famously now got to redo. So this really measured up to those expectations. Um the episode itself in rewatching it, I found myself kind of going, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get to some of the bigger things and move on. So that's why Rick might, this isn't a home run. This is yeah. like, okay, yeah, 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 you did well. You did what a pilot's supposed to do. Filoni did great. Let's get this really going. Yeah, yeah, okay, I, I can mm. see that. It, it, great uh, comparison to uh, the setup of the world. Mm-hmm. Cheers, Frasier are exceptional pilots. Who knew that we'd be talking about Frasier yes. minutes into our Star Wars podcast? But Game of Thrones in particular, mm. I think is interesting to compare it to Star Wars-wise because that cliffhanger, which yeah. don't worry, we will talk about, mm-hmm. is really powerful in The Mandalorian of yeah. what's next, what does this mean, what's going to happen next because of this. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the, the uh, pilot of Game of Thrones is Jamie pushing Bran, right? Uh, things to do for love. Yep, absolutely. Yep, yep. and that's really like the, oh, we know the tension. We don't under, fully understand this world yet. Yeah. We don't know all the players, but we know the tension between the Starks and the Lannisters. And yeah. oh, no. Yeah. Right? And yep. and so you have that same, uh, oh, no, what's going to happen next with the Mandalorian, which I think is really interesting because Star Wars has in its DNA so much episodic storytelling. Yeah. And you get that kind of in the chapters of the movie, but like in A New Hope, you more get it from, oh, the stormtroopers are chasing them, but now they're in the trash compactor, but now they have to swing. But can that Millennium Falcon, you get that sort of sense of episodic within one chunk. Yeah. This is cool to see, like, truly episodic of like, wait till the next episode. Wait till next week. Cliffhanger, you know? Yeah. yeah so that's a, that's a great way to look at uh, the power of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think it delivered... Um, 
my expectations and some surprises. Hmm. I'm always big about contrast in Star Wars. You know, mm-hmm. I think it had a sense of the new and the old. Yeah. I think it had a sense of that kind of nostalgia in the past is always present, which I think is an important part of Star Wars mm. uh, because the Mandalorian was clearly very impacted by his past, which we'll talk very much, yeah. more about. Uh, other people are very much aware of like the galaxy is only in the state it is now because of what just happened five yeah. years ago. So there's a lot of sense of that. I think my big picture thing is I was sure I was going to like the surface level fun mm. of it's going to look like Star Wars. It's going to sound right. like Star Wars. It's going to be action figures exploding across the screen. And it's very specific celebrating the original trilogy way. And I hope that it would have then that other side of star Wars, which is, well, what does it mean? Mm. What, what could a 12 year old learn from it? What's at stake for the, the characters, you know? Uh, and I was delighted about how much my favorite part of it was just the Mando is a mystery to the world, but we, the audience in that first episode learned an absolute ton Mm. about the mysterious Mando. He's not just a cool, nameless, unknowable guy who's right. uh, who kicks ass. He's, in fact, fallible, we see with the the Blurg. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool to see that got all of the surface-level aesthetic glory of the sights and the sounds and the action of Star Wars, and I got all of the meats and the bones and the uh, exposed nerves underneath. Yeah, that's the fuel to Star Wars, right? I mean, that's... And, and Favreau talked about how George stopped by and said, hey, don't forget what Star Wars is about, the yeah. 12-year-old thing, speaking to them. And I think that starts... Uh, it was very clear that it's that's going to be very present, which is what I want. My one fear uh, going into this was it was going to be all action figure figure fluff. I trust... Believe me, I trust Filoni and Favreau, but yeah. I was like, I hope, I hope they get it. And they did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think the the uh, other part of it that I enjoyed from kind of the other perspective is really enjoying that surface level. Like when I watched it ag- again, it was fun to just like see the kind of meaty character moments, but it was just so fun, so much fun to just sit back and go, that's a gonk droid. That, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, those are two different designs of land speeders, you know? <laughs> You're making me choke on gonk droid humor. Yeah, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Sorry about your cough. It's still going. It's just never ending. Just here for it's the, the, the fourth center trademark now. Me dying. Professional talkers are <sighs> going to cough. Uh, Ken's got some tea. We'll, uh, we'll uh, try, yeah. to try to edit n- some of them. Navigate the, the cough and yeah. keep it healthy. But anyway, uh, real quick, because I, mm-hmm. I think it informs our talk. Uh, I, it, this felt to me like a fever dream that a group of Star Wars fans had on the playground in yeah. about exactly 1984. So right. So much of it was not just like recurring aliens, but a lot of things that, and I think this is yeah. for everyone. I'm just talking about the genesis of where it came from, not right, right, yeah. who can or enjoy it or understand it or sure, anything sure. like that. I'm just talking about, there's so many specific details. Like I remember talking to friends about Hey, it, isn't it cool when the aliens speak language, other languages, yes. and you get the subtitles? And we like, we really like that. We like that alien feel. We like the broken down. It's hard to get by. Like you mm-hmm. know, classic shot of the land speeder, just like the way it was framed. The carbon oh, yeah. freezing is back, and that's the, the way a bounty hunter can move around. Like the, it's endless. It's endless. The gonk droid, the quacky and monkey lizards. The I, updated new interpretation but honoring 
what we imagined Boba Fett in IG-88 to be. It's not right. those characters, but it's back then what they were imagined yes, to be. Totally. And now, given their own characters, their Clearly, own journey, yeah. that's all great. But there's just so much about it that was even mm. calling out life day you know, oh yeah the, the the beast right right away mm. we get the, the this isn't oh, yeah. just a business world you know uh, or you, you can't port this to the real world because in the real world yeah you know beasts don't just suddenly erupt and that's just kind of <laughs> like eh, that's one of the things that happens it's not like well I, you know i'm a bail bondsman and i gotta yeah. pick up uh, someone in burbank i hope the <laughs> lizard doesn't burst <laughs> out of the freeway i don't know, you know? Flip, flip, flip over to that uh, Nash, Nat Geo tab on Disney Plus, and we'll see what creatures are out in Burbank. Yeah, yeah. and obviously, I know there are beasts in the in the yeah. real world, but yeah. you you know what I mean. Just getting that spirit. Yeah, of, that's 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 the world. Like, yeah. hey, you got to get past some other bounty hunters, and a beast might burst from the ice. Yeah. So much about it was so in that pocket, mm-hmm. and, and it really. Enjoy yeah, that. yeah. The the uh, there's always that fine line with references, and um, you know, just going back. They're, they're the Rogue One thing. I loved a lot of it in Rogue One. I love walking around going, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. And, and to, to approach that with, with cynicism uh, it was always confusing to me then. And it was part of the it's part of the joy of this show now. Yeah, because I, th- I think that's a, a great way to say it. When we saw all those uh, little side characters, those yeah. aliens, when we had action figures, but no more stories, that that was a specific point of imagination of what if, what if. What if they did? What if we saw them do other things? What if they had other adventures? What if, you know, Garandan isn't just a weird alien? What if he's a yeah. species and he's right. got a flute to call taxis? <laughs> like, what if? And this this is a the what if of that mm. specific time, yeah, updated to modern Star Wars canon, uh, and it's for everyone. For but it everyone. comes from that, yeah, that yeah, spot, absolutely, you know. It's a fun spot to come from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so th- those are kind of some overall reactions. Now we're going to mm-hmm. dive into some specifics. Let's talk about favorite moments or scenes or just kind of favorite overall thing, what grabbed you the most. Man, so it, w- it was the, the mysteries created of, of his past, which, you know, again, not that I not that I expected they wouldn't have a, some past to the character, but it just was sold. And I think it was taken by a lot of people of just a cool, it's a show about bounty hunting. And I, I always wanted it to be more. I always trusted Wood. And we got that right away. And that sequence with the armor uh, armorer and going to uh, the little, uh, kind of Mando community, so to speak, yeah, I guess is the way I would describe they, it. I think they said tribe in the episode. Man- tribe. The Mandalorian tribe. Yeah, to go there and touch upon that. And then, uh, you know, you, you described it so greatly in our breakdown on, on Collider, but just that, that hammer sequence, uh, the flashback, was really nicely done. But then immediately I... And so curious, his motivations, the Mandalorian's motivations are more clear, or you have more questions about what brought him to this point. Uh, the flashback to him, we're going to say it's him. I think that's a pretty strong leap. There's yeah. a chance it's not, but it's him. Um, and uh, the revelation of the term foundling, uh, you know, kind of an orphan-like uh, creature within within the Mandalorian's creature, human being, <laughs> Mandalorian. Um I love that sequence. Yeah. Uh, that's the one that when I watched it the second time, I couldn't wait to get to. And when I left it, I was like, I hope they do that again in another episode. Yeah. I think my overall, like I got a couple of like, I, I really like that line. I like that moment. Sure. But my favorite thing is that the Mando is not entirely a mystery to us in that he, his journey on a practical level is bounty hunting to get by 
and to get Beskar for himself, for his community, and clearly to provide for his community, but on a deeper level to deal with his trauma yeah, and figure out if he can live up to the legend of being a Mandalorian. That yeah. was layered in so strong of everybody, mm. like, this is not a subtle armor to wear. No. No. You know, right in the beginning, uh, mm. he gets teased, kind of. Yeah. Insulting, hey, Mando, you know, mm-hmm. uh, from the a-hole in the bar. We, we get that flick of the knife on the armor, which is what right. incites the violence. Great storytelling that those uh, two dudes in the bar, two mm-hmm. or three dudes, are jerks. Mm-hmm. So you're on his side. Yep. So you're originally, you're immediately like, I like this guy. And I know there's got to be more going on under the mask. And then to get to see, like, yep, yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. He's not telling anybody else, but he's got a community. Yeah. He's got this trauma from his past that is specifically, we assume, why he doesn't like droids. Yeah. Because he had a little bit of a bad run in with them, uh, yeah. we assume, in, in the Clone Wars. And then that he wants something called a signet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants full armor. Yeah. Gets motivated by Cool, the awesome, or Cool, or however. Cool, yeah. Cool, the awesome Nick Nolte Ugnaught to live up to the oh, legend. Yeah. He used to ride Mythosaurus. Mm-hmm. You, uh, if the stories are true, you can take yeah. as many dudes out as you need to in an awesome action fight because <laughs> you're a Mandalorian. Are you a Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. Live up to it. You know, that that, that is his story mm-hmm. made him intriguing and likable. Really, I like the Mandalorian. Really did because right from the w- that bar fight in the beginning of, of the nicking of, of the the Mando armor, like you said, it's no secret that he's a Mandalorian. He's not walking into any situation and people are like, and and who are you? <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, a Mandalorian, Mando. It's a thing. His armor, his value. That oh, is that real Beskar? Like everything about it is is paying off to the title where it isn't just uh, you know uh, the outlaw. Yeah, it, it is something. And then to find that this depth here, I am. You know, the droid thing. So the first droid comes up uh, with the speeder, no no droids. And it's like, it's similar to the Wu-Hair, now canon explanation of Wu-Hair not wanting the droids in, yeah, in the cantina. Uh, from a certain point of view book, right? Correct. Because he had trauma from... Uh, separatists, right? Yeah. Uh, the battle droids and everything. So I'm assuming we're going to get a little more of that flashback, uh, only because what we saw in some of the trailers with super battle droids, and everyone was excited about that. And the droid gunship. Droid- it looked like it were, they were assaulting people in the yeah. same garb. Yeah, and they're clearly not on uh, uh, Mandalore or even you know Concord Dawn or anything. Looks like they might be out in the galaxy. Yeah, um, separated from their culture. So I I think I love that that is just this pilot episode kept going back to the thesis statement of this this is the Mandalorian and who is the Mandalorian? Yeah. We're gonna find out. Yeah, that was I loved how it paid off. I, I will dive into the yeah. the, the Nolte moment. Um, yeah, because it's really deep. It's really rich. Yeah, and I mean, just he he's still it's the best of both worlds for me. He still yeah. comes off mysterious and cool and a badass. But just mm-hmm. uh, other things that we learn about him, like not not infallible, has a hard time with the Blurgs, needs yeah. help. Uh, he's willing to work together with IG Eleven. He he's a member of the guild. And uh, this Mandalorian tribe. So he is holding himself to all sorts of different specific uh, Mm -hmm. codes. He really hates the Empire and won't take their credits, even if that means making less. He makes the the choice to be kind Mm -hmm. to the Blurg, understands that violence is not always the answer to everything. So you start to pile those up and you're like, we actually learned a lot about this character 
who barely speaks and we don't get to see his face. I think one, I think it's easy to overlook some of it. And you pointed out, uh, you know, it's, it's clear, but it's like, are you paying attention to the moment where, where grief Cargus says, yeah, here's Imperial credits. It's not just, they spend, he clearly yeah. says they spend and he's like, I don't, the empire's over. Yeah. I don't want to, the, the, we, we have an issue with it. Right. Uh, you, you get know, these credits. You got yeah. yourself a stew in the language of Carl Weathers. <laughs> yeah. It's a stew. And, and he plays what it pays him in what calamari fun, I think is what they yeah, say. Yeah. I uh, tried to write it down. Yeah. Calamari flan, flan. I think <laughs> like, who doesn't love a good flan after dinner. Um, I might've, and it's half that one. Yeah. Like you said, it's half. And so, the fact that he's willing to take that be- to to not have anything to do with the Empire's money, that's a powerful way to start this character's journey. Yeah, yeah. It's in yeah. this post Empire world where yeah. you, you know the Empire, the scattered I mean, I'm barely calling the storms. It, 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 it's oh, they, not like they're the left they're the worst of the worst. They you looked know? even be- they look like they had had different misadventures because the one has like kind of stained red of like what planet did you get your ass they, kicked on? They looked like they were stained by the sun after you leave your Kenner figures <laughs> out for too long. Yeah, like you guys, you, yeah. you're like vinyl in a window. Yeah, you're yeah. not doing well at all. <laughs> uh, so that was my big favorite moment. Do you um, <laughs> do you have other big or small favorites? Um, favorite moments? Um, the reveal at the end was awesome, but uh, some specific about it. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna break this show up in a, in a, in a fun way, but. I, on second viewing, loved the stuff with Nick Nolte even more. Like, initially it was cool. It was like, oh, okay. Quill uh, was cool, however we yeah. say his name. It was fun. And it was so, such a Western. We're going to a ranch. We even got a, yeah, there's a, like a, a little, spinning wheel of, uh, you know, yeah. windmill, windmill out there. It, it, and we're learning to ride horses. This is like uh, this is a scene in Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, we just want to be left alone <laughs> on the prairie, and uh, we yeah. don't we don't really take to your kind. But if you yeah. can make the problems go away, all do you, right. Do you need to learn how to ride a horse? Uh, here's the training mission to learn it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I, I was I was amused by that. But the second viewing is where you start to see the depth, and I thought that was rewarding. And then and then Nolte himself, uh, the I have spoken line is. Instantly classic. I have spoken is, is I think the moment mm-hmm. where I, I just, I laugh yeah. so much. It's so, such a great deft writing, uh, choice to just give a character that would have had a lot of character anyway. Yeah. A ton of character and mystery is like, is that just your personal catchphrase dude? Yeah. Or is that, uh, we were joking before, is that what Ugnot say all I'm the time? Wilro hoods running around. They're like, don't run. I have spoken. <laughs> Put three PO's head. In there. I have spoken. <laughs> but yeah, I have spoken. It's a dangerous, it's a dangerous oh, one. Yeah. That's going to end or begin a lot of arguments if people oh, start gosh. quoting that one too hard. Those shirts are need, need to be made. I'm sure they're already being made. I have spoken. Yeah, I'm sure Tee Public is full of yes. I have spoken t-shirts yes. as we speak. <laughs> um, just a, a fun line that I liked. I liked the uh, comedy of the first bounty that was grabbed. Yes, I liked that. Uh, I liked that it wasn't super violent. Uh, the, the yeah, yeah. you know the I can bring you in cold or warm is another I think going to be line. classic iconic yeah. line. Great counterpoint that he was so chatty because got a, kind of a lot of exposition out and really got that contrast of yeah. like yeah you're not you're not going to get anything from him. He's not going to yeah. take his helmet off. He's not going to open up. He's not going to barter. So it's it's some character showing. But uh, I I just thought he was legitimately funny and including the specificity of the line i haven't evacuated since the solstice (laughs) and it's uh, (laughs) however long that is yeah horatio sands coming in delivering this uh character and it it was slightly 
uh, jarring in a, in a fun way. At first, you know, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't speaking hoodies. He wasn't. It was he was speaking the the king's English there, and um, it was kind of weird. Set first scene out of an alien, very alien face. Yeah. Um, but then I just the rhythm of him and the and the nervous kind of chatter. I did what I was getting home for life day. Guess that's not going to happen. Been, yeah, not going to uh, see the family. Oh, that's boom. a rodian and carbon. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, carbonite. I did. I really liked it. And, and in terms of exposition, like you said, this is we're leaps and bounds away from Rick Ollie at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and also, it hadn't even struck me until you got talking about uh, this person. Uh, yeah. Th- th- we got a different world going on in the bounty hunting world than just a bunch of badass bounty hunters and smugglers mm-hmm. uh, right. fighting back and forth. You, you get the sense this guy's not a fighter. He doesn't see, wouldn't know his way around the blaster. He finds a bunch of them and shuts the door, right? Yeah. yeah. This guy is like, I cheated on my taxes, <laughs> yeah, or, right? Yeah. Or like, I, I'm a, I'm a con yeah. man and yeah. I always, you know, you've gotten too many free meals at the yeah. New Republic, you know, <laughs> protected restaurant. Who knows? But like, he's not a badass. And yeah. it, it gets to the, some of these ideas of, of what the galaxy looks like. Yeah, especially when Grief Karg is going through all the bounties that are available. That you know, it's it's played as yeah, they're small money, but it's all just tiny little normal things. It's like go get them, not yeah. like someone. It's not everyone is an epic fight between yeah. Boba Fett and Bosk. It's yeah. you know, real people trying to get through the galaxy, which, right, which right. becomes a big theme. Uh, any other small moments you want to shout out before we dive into uh, some more of the big picture ideas? Uh, I, I loved uh, IG Eleven and the execution of of that, and I was very curious of what. Uh, uh, that we're going to do with Taika Waititi. I still believe, you know, the character will go on, but I, I love the idea that maybe, <laughs> maybe he won't. <laughs> maybe it was the maybe one that, time. Maybe thing. that was it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I'll go on. But um, I, that, that won me over pretty fast. Yeah. Whereas like the character of comedy and, um, you know, the idea you were talking about of the, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a murder bot that's really worried about the protocol of murder yeah. and, and bounty hunting and the guild stuff that, that was played really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved not just the flipping arms, which was cool as yeah, hell, yeah. but the flipping eyes to yes. make connection, to yeah. make timing, to give IG-11 even more personality, yeah. being concerned about not just the money, but the uh, reputation yeah, uh, yeah. Like, how much credit am I going to get in terms of reputation <laughs> yeah. for this? And uh, the self detonation thing was both. It was funny. Mm-hmm. It gave a different kind of tension to the scene, and it was also like uh, you know I, I really like the uh, contrast in Star Wars between the uh, organic and the kind of mechanical or mechanized. Right. You know, you got three PO telling Han the odds, and Han doesn't want to know the odds, and Darth Vader is more machine than man. You know, it, it pops up a bunch. The Luke turning off his targeting computer, the right. organic versus the mechanized yeah. in any way. And I liked that IG-11 was a badass. And he's like, well, one thing went wrong. Time to self-destruct. <laughs> <laughs> and it, some great comedy and great, yeah. uh, like almost like buddy cop moments from sure. the Mando being like, don't, don't do that. Don't. And he, the fact that he goes, well, nope. Okay. No, it's going bad again. Got to do it. Yeah. It, it was, it was uh, a good tension raiser and funny. Can we talk too about? I don't know if this is the best spot yeah. to get into it. Of, of, I think you and I had both had a similar reaction watching it separately. Of when it becomes very clear that the Mandalorian's okay with working with a fellow fellow bounty hunter that might be taking the score from him. It was an issue. I had the, I, a, a actual 
Oh, he's he. I would just send him out, <laughs> self-destruct out there, kid. I'm gonna get in here and take the job. But it was it again spoke to the Manda Mandalorian character. Yeah, that he just wants to get the job done, and if that means taking fewer credits, mm-hmm. fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I I think I had a concern that this uh, this show might lean a little bit into the gritty, mm-hmm. and I I think I was concerned that it might be a character who just says like. I yeah. was alone, you know, and I mean, it is perfectly gritty. Uh, seconds later, m- minutes later, he shoots yeah. IG 11 in the head, but for a reason, for a reason and a moral reason. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd like that. He was open to, yeah, hey, look, this is going to be best for both of us. It's following our rules, our honor. Yeah. He, he's clearly got some, uh, you know, some things he's working through, but I'm, I'm so, yeah, I'm, I was relieved more than I thought I'd be that he, he wasn't uh, I'm alone, a, re- a Dottie, a rebel. <laughs> like yeah. I wasn't like this. I, I, it was, it was a good moment to me. And then, and uh, when you and I met up this morning, you brought it up too. And I was like, okay, cool. So I, I'm not an idiot. I saw that, right? He, it felt it felt warm. It felt warm. And it, it, you know, the 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 tendency to write the you know that save the cat moment or save the blurg moment if you're writing Star Wars. Yeah. It just was like okay, he he's a functional creature, human being in this world. Yeah, and it creates this great he's tension because to everybody, he is this mystery that everybody else has baggage about what it means to be mm-hmm, a Mandalorian mm-hmm. and who this guy is, and we, the audience, have this secret yeah. relationship with him. Well, yeah. we know more about what's going on behind the mask than the other people he runs into yeah. besides, in theory, the armorer. Uh, yeah, so all sorts of great stuff. Let's get into some of the big canon stuff, and then we'll talk some of the big mm-hmm. theme stuff. Uh, so we always we know that there's going to be a lot in this show that is possibly adding new canon or mm-hmm. letting us look at new canon in different ways. So we want that to be a, a thing that we really highlight and cover. So for our first episode of The Mandalorian uh, Report... We got some juicy cannon, yeah, <laughs> including a baby Yoda, baby Yoda, uh, in tarot bang, <laughs> a baby Yoda, <laughs> what tiny yaddle? Yeah, yeah, so we had heard that there was some big cannon revelation yeah. in this first episode, and it would appear to be a baby Yoda, this a baby is... yaddle, if you yeah. please. But we have to say that because we famously don't know the name know. of this mysterious yeah. species. I mean, it could very well have been that Life Day was mentioned and Disney didn't want anyone to know that yet. <laughs> uh, no, it was a weird, I mean, a little behind the scenes uh, stuff, you know, uh, a lot of times for the Collider, um, four centers uh, on those lists now too. Jennifer got to go to the press day. You were yeah. invited as well. Like that kind of stuff happens and they'll send out the screeners. And the reason they do obviously to get the reviews out right away or early reviews to help uh, promote this it wasn't, I'm sure Disney felt, eh, you know, people are going to watch Mandalorian regardless, but they were very clear in sending out messages to the press, no advanced copies because we don't want to blow the surprise that's forthcoming. Yeah. So that, that was a, that was a, that was a big thing. That was a big, and, and I, I think it, uh, it delivered on that. Absolutely. Um, there could be other bigger moments or returning characters, anything like that, that, that all could have worked well here, but, but it was. That's something I didn't know that we'd see in Star Wars again. Yeah, it was a thing that uh, when it first happened, uh, I thought it was really cool. Um, When I saw that floating there, I admit my mind did go to like, I don't think we're going to see a character. And like, what fits in that? Oh, right. And I had is like, is that going to be? And then I saw the ears. Ears. 
And then there is noise <laughs> made from my mouth and my wife's <laughs> mouth. Yeah. And, yeah. In the living room of joy. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> I, I admit I, I was surprised. I was surprised by it. The more I get to think about it, talk about it, I'm excited about it. I was surprised mm-hmm. by it because in uh, my perspective, a, a lot of this comes from a generation that grew up with the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of this is, is the, the, the bounty hunter, the Western, the, the, what if our action figures could walk and talk and kick ass. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is that fantasy. And one of the things from that generation that I have always been exposed to is people liking Yoda being mysterious. When Phantom Menace yes. came out, they didn't, people of my generation did not like the answers. Mm-hmm. They didn't like knowing more about the midi-chlorians. There's yeah, right, Roswell's yeah. famous bit about not needing to know, see, Darth Vader is a cute kid. Yeah. Um, and there's, in fact, the... Yeah, at all. Yeah. We like Yoda being mysterious. Like, Why is there just a, a lady Yoda? So I was surprised mm. that they were going to go there. Yeah. But it, once that passed, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and I think, well, you know, I think those answers will come. Some of those big, we might finally get that species answer. You might get a little bit more because there, there has to be something more than just this, this the reveal right it, there's the, it's this part now it's this plot engine and we, we talk the dr pershing character is really i must have <laughs> must be alive yeah, and I, I feel like everybody who yep. watched that is is just immediately like yeah dr pershing wants to cut open the baby yes. yoda right yes and, and try to use midi chlorians or or just <laughs> or just like this is this species yeah. is rare and dr pershing right. is actually like actually a doctor is a stage name i run a circus yeah <laughs> yeah it could be some yeah there. Who um, knows? I like that you were kind of joking to uh, on the other uh, the other show and off air that you know, maybe they're literally trying to get find out the answers themselves to fill out the information for the galaxy. Yeah, because Yoda and Yaddle would would have been known Yoda in particular, and then uh, that information suppressed when the Empire was around. But older people would certainly know this prominent. Yeah, uh, figure of yeah. the Jedi in galactic politics. I keep calling him a, now a Yokugal is what I've decided the species. <laughs> you think name that's is. the species? Uh, Yokugal. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if this uh, this character's name was just a, a portmanteau of Yoda and Baby? And it was like his name is Yaby. <laughs> Yaby. Yaby oh, the Yoda boy. Baby. Um, but yeah, there. Uh, I. I we came. Uh, we kind of came up with that. Uh, it, it occurred to me when we were talking of they wouldn't necessarily need to reveal if Doctor Pershing wants to know the secrets. Yeah, of this species that the galaxy has, was only vaguely aware of. Where he has some ancient yeah. text that claims that they are powerful, or you can you know you cut right. them up and you use their organs and you can live forever. Like who knows what creepy stuff? Or they yeah. are force sensitive and you can somehow right. manipulate them. Whatever, and they're. Almost in Indiana Jones way, after yeah. the legend of this lost species, yeah. And so they don't ever quite figure out the answers. Is an could, interesting possibility to me. It could be. I mean, this this has to be a pretty important and valuable fifty year old baby, right? Like yeah. this. This isn't just a cute reveal. Like, what is it? I'm so curious. Yeah. So is it specific to this one? Specific to the race? Is it, uh, the species? Is is this, uh, and, and and then for him to use it to, to immediately connect to it 
Yeah. That he's going to shoot his, his new buddy that he was very clearly willing to work with. Um, yeah. But then the, the, that hand touch at the end is actually one of my favorite moments. Talk about favorite moments and, and revelations out of this oh, canon. Yeah, and they knew that yeah. it, that image it's is great. like a painting. Like, I, yeah. would, I would be happy to put that on my wall. It's not just a hand reaching out. It's the way mm-hmm. it's framed. There's a shadow from the doorway. It's, it, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's all beautiful. Well done uh, production team designers, Dave Filoni, yeah. on that. Um, yeah, so there's there's the mystery of what's the story going to be? How mm-hmm. much of the mystery of this species is going to be told? You know, I people are already making the jokes, which I understand. Of did yep. Yoda and Yaddle have a baby <laughs> and put it to the side? <laughs> or like, but to me, I just I feel like it's going to be magical. It's just I, yeah. yeah. I think we talked a long time ago of like, well, what if that species is just like, well, only three are born every five thousand yeah. years, you mm. know, and they just they they grow. <laughs> they come yeah. into like who knows you know anyway um mm. so there's that mm. mystery side of it but the which is fun yeah but the part of it that i think the more it sits with me works is because it works with everything that has come before it's why we got to see the yeah. hammer trauma flashback so that we know the mando had a traumatic childhood that the right. mando is doing some of this so he can help provide for the foundlings in his tribe so then we have a cliffhanger where <coughs> the Mando needs and wants all that Beskar that yeah. he will allegedly get if he completes this. But this is an innocent 50-year-old yeah. child, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and that choice between uh, that and that's just, that's so great. That's so juicy. It's, uh, yeah. you know, to me, like early seasons, really great uh, Battlestar Galactica where it's really yeah. like, which choice would you make? It's not just the choice between right and wrong. Yeah. It's. Are you willing to hand over this innocent little yeah. thing to creepy Dr. Pershing with his <laughs> lens crafter shades? Or do you get what you need for your community? Yeah, that's uh, that's the power in that moment. It immediately raises all those questions. And it's beyond just something as simple as um, the Mando's found a new, you know, I'm trying to think of the Dan Aykroyd quote from gross point blank that he's found a newfound respect for life or he's in <laughs> love with that guy's daughter. Yeah. Um, it isn't just that it's something that ties to him. Uh, this, this, this orphan version that we're going to probably learn a little bit more about him. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a powerful connection. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if the Mando has been dreading moments like these, you know, we don't know how long he's been out there bounty hunting, trying to make mm-hmm. ends meet. And he's like, I haven't quite ran into a situation where I don't feel like I can yeah. complete this task. Uh, yeah, because but I mean, I mean, I guess it. Uh, yeah, my, my, it's like my thought is 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 he part of you know, Clan uh, Red House Vizsla, whatever it might be, new house, new clan, and in, in, in the Mandalorian culture, we're going to learn about. And this something happens. We know something happened to him in the past, um, but then the Galactus of War comes in, and and maybe you know maybe this guy didn't want to be a bounty hunter. Yeah, and now has to. And this survive. You talked about the themes of surviving. It's just so much more intriguing to me. And I keep coming back to that. I keep coming back to that. I should have, I, I had the faith, but I, I got to tell you, I was slightly dubious going in because in a lot of the, the marketing, it was just sold and a lot of fans reaction. It was just kind of taken as cowboy walks into town and I love a Western, but yeah, I, I was craving what, what this, this stuff brought in and that Yoda reveal was just cool cannon and big emotional 
point. So I love that. Yeah, yeah. The the best mm. uh, uh, of what a Western can be of, you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the mysterious yeah. man with a with a code. Um, all right. We're going to have lots mm. more opportunities to talk yeah. about uh, Yabi, if that is indeed the Yakugal's name. Is that what you called it? <laughs> the, the Yakugal. The Yabi of the Yakugal species. <laughs> yeah, heard it here first and probably last. Uh, but moving on, I think another big canon discussion, not a revelation yet, but a discussion is the term Great Purge. Yes. So the armorer says, I, I, I'm mm. paraphrasing, I didn't write it down, this was probably procured in the Great Purge. Yeah. Uh, it Referring to the Beskar, Beskar with the Imperial imprint on it. Mm-hmm. So obviously the Empire took yeah. this, what is the armor, the money, the yeah. symbol, the honor oh, of the Mandalorian people the culture, yeah. and put their own stamp on it. Mm-hmm. So for you... Great Purge. I've already seen uh, people online going, oh, yeah, they, they mean the Great Jedi Purge, which is mm-hmm. in canon where we've heard mm-hmm. the terms, the words Great and Purge before. But I, I felt like it was talking about, maybe it's just because I have this theory, but mm-hmm. I felt like it was about a Mandalorian purge of some kind. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm on board with your theory, and uh, you, you've talked about it off air, and, I, and I'm and, and glad it's now getting on record. Uh, we don't do theories and predictions too much here. It's not uh, how we... We force center watch Star Wars, but I'm excited with this one because it makes a lot of sense. Um, Werner Herzog talking about uh, restoring the natural order of things and kind of rub. And we talked about that coming out of Celebration, our yeah. peak of him going, oh, oh, Beskar, that's, oh, that is Mandalorian. It's got Imperial stuff on it. Oh, uh, it go yeah. back to it you, go shouldn't back it? To you. I have a lot more of yeah. it. Yeah. <sighs> Weren't good. Herzog. And then to now see that, it was just great. Amazing. Uh, just great. Um, what did you say? The tracking fob. Um, yes. <laughs> so great. The parsec. The parsec. <laughs> um, but to see that beyond just even that, what we saw and thought coming out of Celebration, but now the Beskar means a lot. It means upgrading his armor to be more Mandalorian or whatever it is, working towards his signet to help the orphans, all these kind of things tied into this idea that where the hell did the Mandalorians go in the Galactic, Galactic Civil War? Uh, that we see rebels. Gar Saxon has taken over. He's working with the Imperials very uh, happily. Uh, good arrangement. They're defeated. Sabine, uh, Bo-Katan gets the Darksaber back. She's in charge again. Yay. And then poof, we don't know anything yet. We don't know. Yeah. All, yeah, all we know from canon is mm-hmm. then shortly after that, right? We get yeah. Scarif. We get Jyn Erso and Raddus and Cassian Andor yeah. leading the charge and and uh, the war erupts. Yeah, right? the war takes off, and none, none of those really cool Mando warriors that the rebels would certainly want. <laughs> none of these incredibly yeah. proud, experienced, yes. well-armed, famous warriors <laughs> who have fought <laughs> Jedi and Sith yeah. to a standstill. Like Palpatine's just going to be like, fine, right, right. So it totally makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, you got their war turn, war torn yeah. world with just the domes, like just something dishonorable. Like yeah. I, I keep going to gas cause they're in domes. It sure, also sure. just feels dishonorable. Yeah. Like who knows? Uh, yeah, it's it just be a head cannon spinning, but I feel like some crackdown from the empire on Mandalore. So you just have these scattered tribes. And that right. was the vibe I got from that scene of, yeah, we've got to do this cause we're all that we have left. Maybe there are yeah. other satellites. It doesn't seem like they've been wiped from existence because right. when people are seeing them, they're going, oh, Mando. Yeah, it isn't like the Jedi of, uh, I heard rumors. They right. say, oh, I yeah, I know who you are. You're still around. Yeah, so yeah. they're still around, but I wonder if there was just some sort of mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're, it's not just like other planets where like, yeah, we're going to kind of press you into service and yes. oh, we claim we're paying you, but we're actually just totally ravaging your planet for resources yeah. and now you're our slaves. Like, you're not going to get away with that with Mandalorians. Right, they're, not. they're gonna they're, fight back. They're gonna they, fight back. They would know that the Empire would know that. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely believe that's gonna be revealed. That's why um, when you you know, we, we had locked in some of the story, but you were really a couple weeks ago, right? Off air, yeah. off air. You said it first, and I yeah. was like, we've got to get this on record. Um, not that I'm, I'm, we're in the watch. Prediction. It'll be totally wrong. Now. It, it could be totally wrong. Yeah, but it, it it it. Why I'm excited about it is this the themes, the themes of it. Yeah, it's because it, I I like mm. it because it yeah it it heightens the mm. urgency of 
we yeah. need to reclaim our culture because it's almost gone. Yeah. It heightens the, I won't, uh, I won't take your credits. Uh, me and my people will starve before we'll take your right. Imperial credits. You know, yeah. that's, that's great. Mm. Uh, and his like, we're talking about, he seems like guy who can approach a blurg calmly. Right. When he knows that's that's what's needed. He's happy to work mm-hmm. together with IG-11 until IG-11 crosses the line. He's he's ready to, to lay those stormtroopers out. Oh, He's yeah. excited. Ready. I like those odds. Like, if yeah. you get a good, a badass line, I want some like that, you know? Yeah. And he, but he's ready to be like, I actually personally want to yeah. blast the hell out of you. He's not a bad guy to be a bad guy, a badass to be a badass. Yeah, he's, he's it's almost Jedi-like in a way. Yeah. <laughs> not that he's a Jedi, but just like... I'm ready to fight you guys. Yeah, I would be happy to fight yeah, uh, you yeah. lousy stormtroopers. Any other thoughts on uh, canon? I mean, come on, Life Day. Uh, we, we've known some of the, the elements of Life Day are uh, canon have been for a while. Just fun to hear it uh, directly mentioned in this show with a, with a lot of people watching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, silly silly billiness, but I like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I like the uh, the new. I mean, yeah. and I know there's bits and pieces here pulled from Legends and all that. Yeah, yeah. But I like just like, oh, we get this whole system of how bounty hunting works with everybody talking about. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Where's the bounty puck? The guild. Here's my tracking fob. Here's yeah. the guild. Uh, these uh, bail jumper, like that's a real world term, obviously. But um, yeah. but just it's that great tip of the iceberg feel where you're just mm-hmm. like every, everybody says these phrases, has these objects that you've never seen before, right. and they're presented to you like cool, cool. It, it, I, I I had those little kid feelings like yeah, I want a bounty puck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can I buy a bounty yeah. puck of myself at Galaxy's uh, Edge with my own hologram? Oh, that'd be great. You know, a couple years from now we'll get yeah that. for sure tracking yeah, yeah. fobs, yeah, tracking yeah. fob. Right. Uh, so yeah, some some new canon as well. All mm-hmm. right, we'll move on to some of the big themes we've touched on them uh, yeah. a, a lot of, about what it means to be a Mandalorian, but a, a little bit a part of that. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, the idea of nostalgia or being driven by your past. Uh, I've talked about that a lot on the main show. That's obviously a huge part of Star Wars. Uh, This is brand new live television show. Has a lot of uh, familiar images, aliens, vehicles, but with a new twist. So, you know, dance around with old and new. Um, But even in this first episode, everyone is affected by the past. Yeah. Uh, We literally see it as the motivation of... Mm -hmm. Uh, the Mandalorian, um, there's this idea of returning to uh, a natural natural order, order. whatever (laughs) it might be. You know, everybody's reeling from what has happened. Yeah. Uh, And, and talking about the Mandalorian is a myth and a legend, right? Yeah. Like I've only heard the stories. You you literally wrote something called a mythosaurus. mythosaurus. It's got myth right in the name. So there is that strong, presence yeah that to me like evokes the same emotions of oh that's a name i've not heard in a long time your father yeah. wanted you to have this when you were old enough yeah that it is still about nostalgia in the past did you did you feel that did you mm-hmm. like that yeah I, lo- I love that kind of uh, uh, theme and, and this idea of we've talked a lot about reclaiming identity uh, for these characters and some of the characters to come and the idea that you think about it now five years after Jedi things still aren't normal you had 20 years in the Imperial uh, oppression and reign things weren't normal you had the the, the Clone Wars uh, that lasted what three four years Things weren't things haven't been normal for a long time. Yeah, prior to maybe Attack of the Clones for everybody, 
for everybody. And to know that's the case, um, you know, when, when, when Horatio Sands uh, describes the Resurrection, yeah, pre, pre-Empire, right? Like, <laughs> it's on the minds. The errors are big, and it's still not good. So you're looking back at the past uh, while still trying to go forward, while the New Republic is trying to go forward. And looking around, going, some things aren't changing. Uh, I think uh, I'm thinking I, I like all of that in, in terms of the world building and the, the state of the galaxy. Yeah, the state of the galaxy is looking at the past and wondering, should we? How far should we get from it? And yeah. can we get back to some of it? I, I like that. Yeah. What do we want to get back to? Mm-hmm. And it's just it's a while well, having a really really different uh, spin on it. It's mm-hmm. very classic that the Mandalorian wants to live up to the legends of Mandalorian's yeah. past. Very much the way Padawans want to live up. Obi Wan wants to live up to Qui Gon and Phantom Menace. Luke yeah. wants to li- uh, live up to Anakin. Yeah. Kylo wants to live up to Vader. You know, and that doesn't have to be limited to those Jedi stories, those lineage stories. This yeah. is this is taking it um, in in making the most of the mm-hmm. the canon and legends history of Mandalorians being about mm-hmm. honor, honor. You know. Yeah, and how can I how can I rise to that challenge? Yeah, and I like I didn't how it, we've talked a lot about, it, but how it focuses down on the Mando himself, which I'm going to try to say just Mandalorian. Mando would be an insult to him. He doesn't like <laughs> hey, that Mando. Yeah, yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another big theme that I uh, really enjoyed that I think uh, cool the Nick Nolte Ugnot. Uh, yeah. he, one of the things that he has spoken. Uh, <laughs> Was that picture that the people who come here yeah. just want to live in peace? So I want you to get rid of this problem. Yeah. So him saying it kind of unlocked how much in the episode for me we saw people just trying to get by. Mm-hmm. The guy he the the character he picks up, Horatio uh, Sands, mm. uh, in the beginning, you, you don't get the sense he's trying to topple an empire yeah. change anything he's just trying to get by that mandalorian tribe is just trying to get by the people in the guild yeah are just trying to get by it kind of keeps popping up again and again where you see people just want to live in peace which yeah is an interesting theme and it manages to make the idea of mundane life mm-hmm. in a galaxy far far away exciting something to be fought for these are yeah. the people who are impacted when Jedi and Sith fight and put the force in and out of balance. These are the people right. who are just like, I would like to go home and watch some hollow vids with my right. children and look at the sunset. Don't yeah. really care about anything else. Going to get back to day to day. They don't care about those Game of Thrones. They want yes. a long summer and a good harvest. <laughs> yeah, and, and this idea of returning to peace is also interesting because I wonder how much it could factor thematically into... You know, we, we heard that, ah, oh, you can hear a little bit about the origins of the First Order, uh, which we know it's, I, I doubt it's going to be a checklist. No. Uh, it might be referenced, but this idea of the situ- the place, the situation, and this uh, justifiable pursuit of peace, but also this, uh, we just want peace because we've gone through five years and actually now, like I just said, almost 30 years of, of problems. So this lends itself to, to sync up to the idea of, hey, there's an army gathering out there. We we just want peace. Yeah. We got this peace. Let us have this peace. No, no, they've got a killer base. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that that is because it's also about the unrest. I think a lot of it is the unrest and the new republic trying to find their footing could lead to Moff Gideon's faction and people kind of come coming back into power. But I'm interested to see where the, that kind of thinking too can turn into something later on that's a little more negative, but just yeah. like 
because you feel for the, you feel for uh, Nolte that what we uh, people here just want peace. Yeah, just give us peace. That's all we want. And even getting down to the Mando going, that's not even enough for fuel. Yeah, and like to have a main character who's just like, hey, I just, um, I, just I I want enough to get by. Yeah, and keep my community safe He's and co- get them what they need. You know. Yeah. And it's not like what is my destiny? It's can my ship go? Yeah. It's still exciting, but it is about the day-to-day galaxy. Uh, so those are some of the big themes uh, that we picked up on. Uh, that idea of uh, natural mm-hmm. order, too, being like, hmm, yeah. what, is, what, is, uh, what does the client, Werner Herzog, mean by that? <laughs> it, everything he says does sound like a little bit of a teasing insult. It and does. It's like, so what does he mean by the natural order? Yeah. Uh, like yeah. how that's hanging. Is that For well, him, is the natural order just... People getting by and raising yeah. their blurgs on their blurg farms, or is it the Empire should come back? He's, is he's, it the Mandalorian should go back to war? Yeah. It, what does he mean by he, the natural He's got order? a giant uh, Flavor Flav-sized <laughs> Imperial insignia hanging all gold in front of him, like... His natural order might be a little different, yeah. Yeah, does he really? He does. Did I, I was too busy uh, yeah. focusing on his uh, fun furry shoulders. It's uh, it's right in the center there. It looks like a big clock. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah. uh, it's a bad miss on my part. <laughs> uh, thank you for pointing that out. So we know yeah. then uh, what that natural order is. That is the <laughs> tyranny of the empire, and I suppose he is surrounded by stormtroopers. So not too mysterious uh let's move on uh to some other categories of thought i wanted to talk about each episode any directorial moments that uh that jumped out at us because this has been celebrated so much of having uh lots of different directors mm-hmm. and directors coming from interesting places yeah. and perspectives and more diversity uh this one was dave filoni which is right. you know big if you're a star wars fan is really uh i think first big uh live yeah. action directorial moment yeah. so are there moments that popped out for you you talked about the sequence of the the flashback sequence i thought it was done really well um i think i really it's hard to do the fight scenes and this one i i liked it they're talking about the one at the end the the with the ig11 oh yeah um Fights should always tell you about the characters and everything inform the characters, and that one did did it very well. And I thought that was very nicely directed by Dave. But the thing overall uh, is the choice. I really want to talk even a little bit more about with you because we mentioned it on on the Collider Show. But the idea that we only follow the Mandalorian, yeah, and and this has yet to be, and maybe I, I'm. Sh- I think this will change, but the choice to make this pilot all he is in every moment. It's from his point of view. We're not getting grief Karga talking to someone else after he walks out of the building to learn anything about him. It's or, all yeah. through him and his world. Yeah. It's, I really like that. Yeah. It's all a day in the life of this Mandalorian yeah. uh, traveling with him. I think uh, it gives it a, it builds your intimacy with the character. Yeah. And it gives you a little bit of a tension, too, because, like, oh, okay, we know more about him than we expected. We know more, mm-hmm. a little bit more about his interior life, we can infer. Right. Um, but we don't know what's going on around us. So yeah. uh, shots like, because of those choices, shots like him just looking uh, through the little uh, kind of telescope yeah. uh, version of the binoculars. Yeah, yeah. Um, in in having a tight close up of him makes you nervous because like 
what else right, is around us? Because we've yeah. been limited to his perspective. So yeah. uh, that was one of the directorial choices I liked. Of Not only are we staying with him, there's a lot of shots that were this wide, flat, mm. like from far back, like you're shooting a proscenium stage. Yeah, It's a thing that David Lynch does a lot too okay. because it's such a just sort of formal and specific way to shoot a scene yeah. that it gives you a little bit of, of tension because mm. you're not used to necessarily seeing it that way. Right. So it's kind of wide shots where you know that there's like this open expanse and kind of anything could come from anything any angle, but it doesn't quite come. And then a lot of close-ups. Tight, tight shots. Tight so you, shots. Yeah, yeah, so it, it, I think it builds a tension and makes you feel a little bit like you are the Mandalorian of like, yeah, just look this way and it's this beautiful but kind of lonely vista seemingly wherever I go or else I'm in tight constricted spaces where I could suddenly be surrounded jumped yeah so i think ice creatures come yeah that axe i believe the uh uh yeah yeah the ice creatures which was great um that gives it this uh this feeling of tension that he's in a volatile world and anything could pop up around him yeah and you're feeling like you are him and you're in it i mean it's not i'm not joking or or slagging on it It is like a video game no it it is you are you are and we're so used to those we're all getting ready for Fallen Order. Uh, you know, I was obsessed and still am with Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, that. that's why we love those games. You're in it. You feel it. And this this did have that feeling. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, the um, what, what I've been uh, referring to, you mentioned it as your first thing, the, the hammer and trauma montage. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's so much going on there. So you, you script that, right, yeah. of, okay, well, a good thing is happening to him right. that this armor is being made, but he is remembering that he's also being told, but this is for foundlings. I was a foundling. Oh, right. So it offers your mind to go to, this is a shot of him, but for star Wars, this is new mm. just in terms of storytelling choice, right? Mm. We've gotten visions. We've gotten, you know, Ray touching the saber, mm. We've but, uh, We've gotten framing devices and things like Forces of Destiny or right, Mazda right. telling you the story, but that very um, artistic, just the hammer yeah. is telling you that this is intense mm-hmm. and painful and alarming, and we're just cutting inside his mind. Yeah. And the way it just cuts back and forth with his helmet, it's not like he's relating a story. It's not like yeah. he's daydreaming. It's because it's with those sharp precision hammers. Yeah. It's like when I hear a loud noise... I see and feel this. It's like yeah. it was like Star Wars PTSD, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it was done in a just visual storytelling style mm-hmm. that, well, maybe there's some example of it in Star Wars I'm forgetting, mm-hmm. but it's very much getting into mm-hmm. let's play around with different kinds of storytelling to show his internal world. The only place where I've seen it at all somewhat similar is in, in comics with Vader. And yeah. that's totally different medium, obviously. Right. And so it, does, it, it it it's nice, and I like it. Oh, he's thinking of this thing or that. But to see it visually, it, it really that again, that's the center of the episode to me. Yeah, absolutely. That, that Nick Nolte. <laughs> <laughs> that Nick Nolte. Yeah. Uh, so great, great directorial choices by uh, Dave Filoni, and mm-hmm. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing some more. Good stuff, Dave. Uh, we talked a lot about an action figure vibe. And then Favreau has confirmed it multiple times. Like th- in the in the spirit of it, this is uh, me getting out my action figures and playing yeah. with this. And and I think 
I think that he was a child on a shag carpet at some <laughs> totally. point in his life going, what if Boba Fett in IG-88 yeah. found a baby Yoda? Yeah. And then he <laughs> grew you. up, became a great storyteller, and, and wrote an, an awesome mm, version of that mm, that fits mm, modern canon. But totally. action figures are present, so every episode of The Mandalorian Report, we're going to talk about any action figure inspired moments. Moments that felt like they came from action figures or just made us want to play. For you, Ken, <laughs> where, when, what were your action figure moments? You know what? I'll tell you, I, I, the big fight at the end is where we're probably going to go. We can break it down specifically. I mean, I don't want to assume to know where you're going to go, but I'll even go to the <laughs> the, the fight at the beginning, the cold open. Um, again, to, you know, you, when you have a fight, you have a lightsaber fight. What do we learn? What do we learn about the characters? And it did such a great job, everything we talked about, it, what it meant, and the best guard, everything. Um, but then to see with... You know, a Corrin, uh, uh, some some figures you would have had in that collection. Oh yeah, yeah. In a bar, very Star Warsy. Yeah. So maybe you have the the Cantina playset. Um, <laughs> Squid face got cut in yeah, half. Yeah. I'll start up there and just say that that really worked. It is it is uh, cowboy walks in the bar. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it, it it played off really well, and that uh, you know. I personally would go, I love breaking down my, my uh, figure play to small moments. A lot of conversations with the Baroness and Destro trying to figure out what to do about Cobra Commander. Like a lot of those <laughs> things I've had. The, so I liked it breaking down. In a, and there's the big fight, but that, I like that moment at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for me, the big fight, that gun. Uh, the gun, That yeah. gun felt like there was that era of Kenner where they're like, hey, can oh, we yeah. make up some smaller Yes. Weapons and oh, that was radar a, and stuff. And that, that like mini fig rig. Yeah. All the way through. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think there was also like that dream of if you could have all these aliens, like I, I've said this before on Force Center, like one thing my brother and I would do is we would come up with a narrative of why there's a fight. We would put our good guys yeah. on on the floor of our bedroom because mm-hmm. they're like walking through a valley. And then we would put all the bu- around our room on dressers and bunk beds, all the villains who are going to be shooting at them. Yeah. And then sometimes we would use rubber bands to try to get the good guys to uh, knock the bad guys over. <laughs> that whole that whole fight had oh, that yeah. vibe of like, if I could have 50 Nikto action figures. Yeah. All set up around, you know, my, you know, uh, this box from the grocery store that I've set up to look yeah. like yeah. the Flip building over. that the, the man was trying to break into it. The whole thing had that vibe yeah. to me. Oh, absolutely. And, and that final fight worked really well. Uh, and watching a second time, um, uh, you know, one of my only slight negatives I have on the show is that some of the costumes looked like uh, costumes to me, uh, but that, that's, that's nothing. That's not going to hold me back or anything. I just, in watching it the second time, I think I appreciated it more. First yeah. time I was like, oh, okay. Uh, looks like a, a stunt guy in a, a, a Nick two costume. Okay. Yeah. Um, but guess what? That's what they are. Yeah. Uh, same with the blurgs and the CGI. They're not real. Yeah. Um, second time I, I really liked that fight a lot more. Yeah. And to me, like uh, picking it apart is sometimes part of the fun as a yeah, fan, right? And I yeah. think I noticed one time there's a, there was one Nikto and I mm. think they're Nikto. That's what they look like to me. I haven't got a yeah. confirmation. Could be wrong. Uh, but there's one that's like that, that stunt person was zealous. Like <laughs> you, f- yeah. you fell down real big. Real like big. you were like Chris Farley, break the fake table, <laughs> fall down here. You, you want attention. Uh, spaceship down <laughs> by the river. Uh, the up top moment I thought was very mm-hmm. successful, mm-hmm. uh, in a funny comedy direction to just yeah. see the, the body fall. Yeah. The other action figure moment for me was just like, and maybe this will happen, but just like, I want the Mandalorian blurg two pack. Oh yeah, like yeah. Want the Mandalorian riding the blurg? Like that's such a 
I mean, obviously Definitely. they shot the angles they to shot. have the classic mm-hmm. stormtroopers on a do-back yep. look, but yeah, and the, the blurgs are cool. The, they've appeared in animation. There's, mm. the, there's a blurg blaster. There's the blurg fire drink at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, that's right. That's you know, there's so much of uh, canon involved with blurgs that it's yeah. fun to see the blurgs shine. And I got to imagine when they're putting this together that... Favre, all right, he rides some creatures. What about a do-back? And I bet Filoni goes, I got something better. <laughs> Gotta imagine that happened. T-Rex that's all head and nobody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so great, great action figure moments. Let's get on to perhaps what I think will be our favorite segment of the Mandalorian <laughs> Report. <laughs> Best grizzled weirdo moments. Mm-hmm. So mm. uh, I think we both love I Have Spoken, correct? I Have Spoken is... Amazing on so many levels. <laughs> I'm going to use it around the house. Probably get in trouble. <laughs> use it online. I I have spoken. Uh, it's it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. some of the all time best ones in Star Wars. How did you? Uh, to, uh, there was there's a great part of the delivery that was not um, not being a jerk. It was you can keep talking, but for me the conversation is done. This is why the question you, you posed of, is this something in Ugnaught culture or something <laughs> comes to mind? Because it was very mystical in a way. It was very mysterious and accepted as final from the Mandalorian. Yeah. He didn't come back with it. Again, doesn't mean that he's like, oh, an Ugnaught. When an Ugnaught says I have spoken, the conversation's <laughs> done. Just it was spoken in a way of a truth. It's a truth. Yeah. And I was really intrigued by that. You know, I, I don't want them to constantly keep saying it but it was used what three times yeah used used and then used in such a real emotional way at the at the end yeah because of what he's saying of of, of this hero's you know it's a hero call in a way of you i know what you are capable of not just in violence but in in honor and that's why i'm helping you right you're right there's great yeah. emotional variety in it because there's like yeah, i'm not discussing this with you anymore yeah i said what i mean and, and then there's know. the like i have called you mm-hmm. to live up to the legend of your people. I, yeah. I have given you the hero's call. Yeah. I have spoken. That's Best of luck. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and walks away. Uh, one of the shots that was, I don't know, I can see it getting pulled out. I can see, uh, hopefully there's already <laughs> a gif. I can see it getting memed. You know, when he gives him the great sort of mentorship of like, well, your people rode Mythosaurus. Uh, you're not going to try to ride the dumb blurg. Um, when the Mandalorian manages to do it, mm-hmm. there's that shot of uh, Nick Nolte, Ugnot Cool, doing like a, you got it, head nod. That like, yep, you did it, buddy. Way to ride that Blurg. Oh God, I and I can see montage. that. Yeah, yeah I can see <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Blurg training montage that's on the floor. <laughs> yeah, so I yeah. really, really, uh, really like that. Yeah. Um, any other grizzled weirdo moments? Uh, I mean, uh, jokes that Werner Herzog, a... Uh, 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 great, great stuff. I, uh, is, he's in the in the grizzled weirdo category for sure. We're, we're talking about the lines, but um, I I liked. I was really drawn in with about the. Uh, I'm just being pragmatic. Part of that conversation is as though someone wonders. He's not just a mad villain, you know. He's just like, no, I understand how this world works. I I, I get it, and you know, I understand how it works, which is why I, I just really like that little moment. Yeah, that just I might have you know. There's a good chance they come in dead, so let's just yeah. talk about it ahead just, of time. Let's just plan for it. Cold and warm is yeah. part of the business, yeah. so let's just plan for, for cold just yeah. in case. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I do like uh, that everything he's saying could be taken as a manipulation. 
Yes. Yeah, because I mean, your, your point about having the actual imperial insignia mm. it drives things home. But I even got the the feeling that like, is he playing the stormtroopers? Yeah. Did he just hire these for, you know, is he a long-term Imperial right. holding on to these are the last of his loyal men or are these uh, a few people that he just picked up in his, you know, it's it, a great uh, question. Uh, yeah. I don't get the sense that he was like a grand admiral. He, he just doesn't have that yeah. vibe, right? He doesn't have that stiff upper lip, proper no. British uh, no. Imperial. He has the like, I know how to, the second I see everyone, mm-hmm. I like in a video game, I can see the part of you that's weak flashing red. Yeah. And I know where to hit. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that was a good grizzled weirdo moment. Um, not in the category of grizzled weirdo, but should probably mention cause it's, uh, being discussed. Yeah. This first episode only had one woman character. Oh, right. The armor. Yeah. The armor. Um, I thought she was really cool. I thought it was such a great small touch of the Mandalorian culture mm-hmm. that, that the person who was, you know, making the armor who would yeah. normally be like, well, in most cultures, like oh, a yeah. valued craftsperson. Yeah, yeah. But she seemed to be the leader and the, the sage uh, yeah. and the, the, the wise one. And that makes so much sense when Bas- Beskar mm-hmm. is yeah. everything. This is what holds our culture yeah. together. So of course the person who wields it is the wise one. So I thought that character was great, but yeah. I do want to acknowledge that there was some concern, right? Yeah, we saw it going around online, which means it, it's it's worth uh, bringing up. Uh, yeah, look, the show, we know the show's going to deliver on a lot more uh, females uh, on and off camera. Yeah. But not so much in this episode, and, uh, you know, we're aware of that, I guess. That's yeah. Good, good start, starting point for the conversation. Yeah, and I think if we didn't know that uh, Cara Dune was coming, mm-hmm. uh, if we didn't know that there's just kind of, that we've only seen so much of the actual yeah. content... Uh, yeah. That we didn't know uh, Ming Na Wen was coming, uh, you know. Then I think I would, I would definitely be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But since we know that's coming, I'm for myself. I'm waiting to to see, right, right. Uh, where we that we understand that's been out there. Where that all and goes why, and why it's out there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, all right. So moving along, predictions mm. for next week or coming weeks. What are you thinking is next? Whew. I think. I think pretty early on, whether it's ne- next week or, or episode three, we, we've got to learn the importance of this baby uh, yaggle. <laughs> yaggle, yeah, Google. Um, we've got to. Uh, not, I don't mean that like you have to give it to me checklist style, but it's got to. We got to pick up speed pretty fast here in my mind, and I, I can't imagine it's just Doctor Pershing and and uh, the client that want this, and I, I want. I want. I want to really. I, I really think we're going to get more about that. They got to pay that off. I want them to pay it off right away and have it just raise those stakes immediately. Yeah. 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 So because I think yeah, he's got a choice right then and there. Yeah. In it. Yeah. Because we we've we've already got everything I think I need to know until bigger revelations about the Mandalorian. The setup has been done perfect. This episode did well. Yeah. I got it. Let's go. Yeah. I would love in the next episode or the next two just a little more context of what happened mm-hmm. to him when he was a, uh, when he became a foundling, if that right, does indeed right, right, mean right. orphan, uh, because we, again, we've seen in the trailers, mm-hmm. what we think are separatist droids. Yeah. So uh, I, I just, I want to start putting this character in context of what do the clone wars mean to him? Yeah. And how did he end up? Yeah. You, you yeah, know, yeah. What, what was okay. the perspective? You know, was that, was that on a, a one of the worlds controlled by, Mandalore at the right, time. Right. Was yeah. it was that a group of people who were like, We don't really like your leadership uh 
Satine, so we left a while ago. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, too, I yeah. would like to put his youth in in a little bit of galactic history context sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting it out there a little more. Yeah, we're definitely going to go back to that armor. You de- we definitely we're going to see more of it, him, and we clearly know he gets an upgrade of armor along the way, right? So, oh yeah, because we've just we've seen that if you've uh, if you've watched yeah. any of these things. It's like I wonder if that's going to be <laughs> every episode. We have a moment where he goes to more of the flashback and more Man. armor. That would make it feel even more like a video game, like you're saying. I'm yes. like, this is what I got to, after every mission, yeah. I got to <laughs> go back go, to the, I, I got to ride the Blurg back to the central town. Yeah. Not, not that he's going to ride the Blurg through space. <laughs> or is he? Prediction. Set up my camps- uh, campsite at, outside of San Denis. Yeah. I think mm. uh, in the uh, bar where he is getting the initial assignment from uh, mm. from Grief. Uh, uh, grief? Karga? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Grief Karga. Uh, yeah. Grief Karga. Uh, it looked like those Trandosians that we've seen in many clips were tracking him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah, definitely. So I think uh, I'm hoping that we get that cave fight since we've already seen a lot seen of it, it. I hope that we get that mm-hmm. in the next episode uh, because, well, yeah. we didn't see much Mandalorian. Now that we've seen that first episode, there's lots of like, okay, well, where's this coming? When's that yeah, coming? Where's yeah, that coming? And I want to blow past all that stuff so it can get, get to, to be like step. totally like, have no idea what's coming next. Yeah, and I want Moff Gideon to show up. Yeah, bring us Moff Gideon. Yeah, I really, I'm dying to see that and how it factors into the bigger story because that's the the remnants of the Empire, right? Like what we've been sold. And Moff Gideon has his own, like, does, is, does Moff want Baby Yoda? Does yeah. Moff need Baby? Does he know the value of that? I, or are they just here to restore some kind of weird order? Yeah. I want that story to start right away. Get too. those, get us those death troopers too. Because if, yeah, yeah, yeah. if the client, Werner Herzog, mm-hmm. maybe his name just should be Werner Herzog in <laughs> space, uh, space Werner Herzog, if he is an Imperial or has kind of absconded with some Imperials, it seems like Moff Gideon has his stuff together more. Yes. You know, he's got, it looks like he's coming with some death troopers or. Yeah, he's got some TIE fighters. He's got some army. Yeah. yeah, so like that'll be really interesting to see if it's yeah. in the same planet. Um, here's another thing to talk about. I, I meant to meant to do it. I didn't mm. uh, look on the data bank. How did you feel about no help with the what planets we're on? Um, no, nothing flashing on the screen, no traditional crawl, all that kind of stuff. It's frustrating in that sense you always mention of when you're a Star Wars fan, you see something new for the first time and you f- don't know. And you're like, what do I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Memorize. I want to memorize. So that, but after that, yeah, uh, even a rewatching and I was like, okay, we didn't really get that answer and I'm okay with it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Especially the, op- the opening plan. I was really intrigued by it's, it's not just another ice planet. It's something yeah. a little different about it and it's not Hoth too or something. So yeah, I, I'm sure we'll get that stuff, but. I think it was okay. I think it was an interesting choice. Yeah. yeah. Especially for like Favreau who grew up knowing, you know, this is on that planet and this is that planet. And, you know, that's part of the discussion. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think that's great. Uh, my final predictions for next week is I think there is a possibility that uh, the Mandalorian just rewires IG-11 in some way. Like, oh, yeah. Just yeah. Like, hey, let's get past some of these protocols. Let's uh, let's get you to forget Yes. That I blast you in the head. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think there's a great, there'd be great humor and just like, nope, that's it. It's done. Uh, uh, you know, just like, nope, you, you get him for one episode. But nah, it, they're, they're too good of a team. And, yeah. Uh, and he knows he knows he needs them. Yeah. 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 Mm. So what, uh, mm. final final thoughts on, on predictions. What do you think the Mandalorian does? Do you think he just I, absconds with the baby? Do you think he goes yeah. looking for help? Do you think he tries to pull a fast one and deliver and 
empty uh, <laughs> I, floating bubble and then mm, shoot Werner Herzog <laughs> in the head. I think it's maybe a slow burn and that he takes it. I think he, he stops back at uh, Nick Nolte's hut. Uh, I think there's going to be a slow to me, like, a, all right, get on. You're getting on out, you know, um, and then the choices start coming in of what right. it is and people coming after him or if right. it's just I don't know if they, you know, the Trandoshans are they attacking uh, just because in that fight that we saw in the previews, are they attacking because of the, the baby or just just because I would hope it's connected because they're there listening to Grief Karga or About watching this him. job. Yeah, they're there. So yeah. that the job becomes. The, the, the engine in which all other things are connected, um, but that he doesn't doesn't start right away. I want maybe I'm just I just want another moment with uh, Nolte's character, which I do believe we're going to get. Just just makes sense. Oh yeah, on yeah, his way yeah. out, got to pick up his ship a little bit. And, yeah, you know. and I suppose yeah. the Mandalorian has been told that it in fact is worth more brought in alive. Yeah, but you get that sense of like, okay, mm-hmm. uh, I'm why am I, I got to deliver this to a bunch of Imperials? Yep. and creepy Doctor Pershing. Yeah. 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 So uh, definitely, definitely some concern about Dr. Pershing. <laughs> All right. We, uh, we're going to wrap up with yeah. a, uh, just a weird question inspired by the episode. But before we do that, is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you wanted to touch on for this first episode of the Mandalorian um, report? You know, uh, the music, a lot of it's been oh, talked yeah. about in a lot of places, but Luba Gordon has uh, delivered a, a great score. That's different. Um, but has that star Wars connection. And he talked in a lot of interviews about it. The, the, uh, uh, the recorder kind of being coming, the instrument that's associated with the Mandalorian himself. Oh, nice, it's really nice. interesting. And the music was very present early on, but second view and I even appreciated it uh, even more. Yeah. I, 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 the quality of the music itself was amazing. It's got yeah. that, uh, a Western feel. And it's also got a little bit more of like, it's got this sort of not, uh, just sort of a, uh, uh, driving energy, but it's, 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 it's got an energy that allows for energy and excitement, but also reflects yeah. just going about my business. Just I'm just it. trying to get this done. Yeah. Something could spring up, something could spring up. And then when something does, the music either yeah. stops like that totally. first cut on the best car. Yeah. Music just stops yep. walking down that, uh, that Mandalorian hall mm. swells when mm-hmm. you see the Mandalorian yeah. symbol, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, so the music is just, it, it's very, very different, yeah. but very, very powerful. You get some good Blurg riding music. Great. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a Blurk riding theme, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I think there is already, you can already buy it. Or yeah. It's, it's, already, it's already available. Spotify yeah, or, yeah. So I'm going to check it out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I gotta, I gotta do, you know, mundane task. I gotta do the dishes to yeah. the riding a Blurg yep. theme. Absolutely. As you should. As you should. <laughs> uh, so that was good. Blurgs. Also like the end credit pictures. Oh yeah! <laughs> Remind me of like an '80s fa- uh, like movie at the end where you go to credits and it's like it's a never-ending story. <laughs> like things are playing. It's their love was timeless, and it's it's just pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's a it's a poster sale on those uh, end credits. <laughs> An offer Sorry. to buy any of those uh, posters. You know, one thing that we didn't touch on, and then we will wrap up, is that no no uh opening uh, uh crawl or anything <clears throat> yeah but that new star wars graphic <coughs> i love that are you talking about the one with all the the, the, the kylo the, 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 the helmets the, yeah yeah Ooh, right when it was yeah i can't even remember kylo was in there yeah, yeah. there's uh, the uh, rebel helmet a yeah, trooper s- helmet you know that's on everything yeah, right. And it it, it 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 got across the like, look, this covers a lot of characters, a lot of people. Some yeah. of them are distinct and specific, like Kylo. Some of them are, you don't know which 
soldier or trooper mm. that is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was really fun. evocative, really yeah, perfect for, for Disney plus a new era and everything. I hope, I hope it plays before a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. The new, the new yeah. intro, the new, uh, 20th mm. century Fox. And I did see that the, uh, the movies yeah. have the 20th century Fox back apparently. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And we will wait until next week's main show and we will jump into the great Greedo <laughs> debacle. <laughs> So I, I, McClunky, I think that's what he. I can't. Oh, yeah, I'll have to, McClunky. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. Yeah, uh, it sounds like uh, something that a cop would yell yeah. at his partner. McClunky. Yeah. <laughs> that's the the grizzled chief. McClunky. Yeah. Get in here, McClarky. Whatever <laughs> it is. All right, we are going to wrap up. As always, we could talk forever, but we are going to get moving. Here, it, Ken, is the mm. weird question I came up with yeah. for this first episode. If you could encounter any other Star Wars species as a cute baby, oh, what species would you want to encounter? That's a great, oh, man, um, that we haven't seen already, right? Yeah. I can't answer Porgling or, or <laughs> Wackling. Um, I can't even answer a hut. Uh, I am going to answer uh, with, I'm going to answer baby Gungan. Oh, cute. A, a Gungan light? A Gungan? A Gungling? A Gungling. A Gungling. <laughs> Just to see if it uh, if it trips. Yeah. If it spits up. You those big cute eyes looking at eye stalks. Yeah. Oh. Ears not that oh, long. Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. Uh, I was gonna go. I was gonna go somewhere uh, weird or more exotic. Like back to basics. You know what? A baby Jawa. Oh. Speaking of mysterious species, right? Just. Brown swaddled robes yeah. with creepy glowing <laughs> eyes. Creepy eyes. You bend over like, oh, baby Joe, and it tries to steal your baby, necklace because yeah. it just knows that's how to get by <laughs> in a harsh environment. What's wrong with your baby's eyes? <laughs> it's wrong. What, do you ever unswaddle your baby? Like, no, we, um, no. we swaddle for life. We, we're life swaddlers. <laughs> Lifetime swaddlers. Mm. Uh, please, please let us know on Twitter or Facebook or wherever uh, what kind of uh, Star Wars species baby you would like to mm-hmm. encounter. Uh, I think that's just about it. Ken, uh, we always like to plug the other life adventures we have. Yeah. What do you have going on? Uh, hey, uh, in, 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 in lieu of uh, you know watching the show several times, I'm sure I'm going to do, I'll be in Washington, D.C. this weekend, where I'll be watching the second episode. Uh, well, I do comedy out there with Mark Ellis. Go to KenNapsuck.com for more information on that and all the other things I do. And also, I'll be going to the doctor soon to get rid of this cough. <laughs> uh, Ken is being an absolute trooper. He mm. is living up to the legend of his legacy of his people fighting through that cough. Yes. Very honorable. Uh, of course, you can find us on all the normal places. We're on Twitter is at Four Center Pod. Instagram is at Four Center Pod. You can search for uh, Four Center on Facebook. Our main location for the podcast is on anchor.fm slash Four Center. Check us out there. You can, of course, check out our Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com slash Four Center. we got some exciting things that come there. We've got all of our merch on uh, Public. Go search for Four Center there as well. And until next time, the next episode of The Mandalorian, we have spoken.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.